I've been on the road. A lot of different things have happened. Um, we've been putting out episodes of us speaking, having, um, to me, conversations that are therapeutic, you know, we should say. So, like, for me, to make sure that I'm doing things correctly and the way I affect people, I put myself around certain kinds of people so my conversations make sense. They're productive conversations for me. So if I talk to someone that has a degree in therapy or doctrine and, 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 and you know, a degree in therapy that are actually doing therapy, when I'm talking to you, regardless of what unconsciously, what we speak about will be therapeutic for me. And when I speak publicly about things, I would prefer to have conversations with people that can bring things from that perspective. Mm. Almost like for me, it's like the ultimate consulary. So I, I thought it was, it, I, I liked the way we communicated and I was on the road and, and Melody, I, I want you to introduce yourself, but within my bubble, full transparency, if I'm having issues or if there's something that's triggering me, I call Tajay. But when the women around me have issues with me or other things where I'm like, yo, they not doing things and they don't like the way I'm communicating and they not, they call Melody. Now I call her Dr. Melody, but she's not a doctor. <laughs> but the fact that um, I talk to Melody too when I'm having my issues. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and and to me, a female perspective is the one that, regardless of what, we can't see the things that, that from a female perspective. I'm not a female, right. but I want to make sure that the people there are a lot of females in my life, and I want to make sure I'm not doing damage because one way works for certain people and doesn't work for others. And you just, you're in town, right? So I want you to introduce yourself and you happen to be in town. I just got in yesterday. So there are things that are on my mind. And as a CEO, and again, I mean, for America New, I stepped down. I'm not the CEO, Prophecy is the CEO. But in general, as a CEO, it's important that you are emotionally balanced because you have to lead by example. And the decisions you make affect everyone around you from your family to the people that look to you for direction so a balanced conversation and if someone can you know showcase anything that i'm doing wrong and i'm not seeing to make me better i'm always cool with that but i know that that comes from a conversation as a friend from people that have a history in therapy but anyway introduce yourself so they know exactly the credentials you know don't don't be humble you know Go ahead, please. Well, my name is Melody Centeno, and I'm a New York State licensed master social worker. I'm also a psychodrama practitioner, um, motivational speaker, the founder and the president of a nonprofit organization called Foster Care Unplugged, where a lot of our programming is centered around therapeutic approaches to helping youth heal uh, while they engage in child welfare involvement. And I'm also an actress, a director, writer, uh, just hashtag me, me, just hashtag me, she of many hats. And just in case people don't know, I know you're the hood therapist. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But credential-wise, I just don't, you know, I'm going to just say this, you got a doctrine. So, you know, I think they should just know how valid well, your I, conversation is. Yeah, I have a, um, I have a master's, my, my master's is in marriage and family therapy. 
Um, Your master's? My master's okay. is in marriage and family therapy mm-hmm. um, with a specialization in uh, trauma. And uh, my doctorate is in clinical psychology. Mm-hmm. And the rest of my degrees, like my bachelor's and all the associates that came before that are also in psychology. Mm-hmm. So when, when people sometimes wonder, how do you deal with, you know, all the different things that come my way? Pause. Mm-hmm. I'm being transparent. I honestly do call you, and my, we call y'all. Absolutely. And y'all don't charge me. I don't. It's a, a therapeutic conversation. So I just again like to be transparent. And everything happens for a reason. Again, you're in town. Why were you in town this week? I actually was um, teaching some executive directors some psycho uh, drama or therapeutic approaches so that they can lead their staff in a more effective way. Right. And the content that I'm going to be making on America New is, is super fly. You know, um, I want to make content that always has certain things that people can learn from, whether it's unconsciously or not, from, from professionals. Right. So when I make content and I want to hit on therapy and how to have a message and how to talk to people, these are how I'm curating the content I'm making. And then also, you do this thing with um, the, the foster care children. Like, you're, you're, you come from foster care. That's right. You, you actually were a foster child. Mm-hmm. Well, we label ourselves now as lived experience experts. See, these are things I need to know. Yeah. Lived experience experts. Actually, you told me that. Yeah. And, and that's what you are as well, a lived experience expert. You know, you've been through everything that everybody's probably been through and more mm-hmm. and got through it so y'all can talk. And that's the language that we need to be spoken in. Right. You know. So it's, it's more so merging personal experience with professional practice. That's that's what we've done. Exactly. Yeah. Our, our, profession, <laughs> our profession is based in uh, perspective. Right. And, and, and some of the things you do is, what I like is, you, you have some of the, the, the children um, make movies about their trauma. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about, about that? Well, yeah. So we put our youth through something that I coined called drama-informed practice or performance-based practice. And so our youth go through 12 to 15 weeks of group therapy with myself. And then uh, we bring in script writers and acting coaches to kind of write the, what came out of those therapeutic processes. Right. And then the acting coaches, uh, we write it into a script. And so the coaches train them to either play themselves or somebody else in the group. And so there's an element of them standing on their truth mm. to show their process of healing and how they've matured in that. Mm-hmm. And then there's another element where it's about social awareness of what happens and how people that are involved with child welfare are directly affected. And so it's like teaching through the movie. Right. And what I like about that is also you're a filmmaker, so mm-hmm. you understand the process. And you, you do a festival. Mm-hmm. You do fashion shows, you know. And now with America New, they'll have a platform to showcase. Absolutely. and as much as I can provide um, any kind of uh, direction based on my personal experience, I'm there. So when I come through to New York, when I'm going, when I'm on a trial, and after the trial, I'll, I'll come to uh, to one of your foster care. I want to make sure I'm saying the right words. Yeah. 
our therapeutic sessions. And I've been able to sit in the therapeutic session with you and actually speak, feel better about the way people are treating me and how to deal with it. And also watching people, you know, heal themselves and want to heal themselves and have a blueprint to how, and you're right there leading by example. And I do think it's important to always showcase and celebrate these victories because you should be in a newspaper every day, you know, for what you're doing. And they should talk about it, but they never showcase a strong woman of color helping us, you know, us actually providing the solution for problems and, and, and doing it different, a new way. That's why, you know, and we're on the commission together to make sure that, again, my language is correct and that I'm reacting correctly and that if, if, if me trying to make sure that on an entrepreneurial level that I'm providing a platform like America New where it can be monetized and that you can teach differently. You know, it's just a new way of, of, of therapy. Right. And how often do we really get therapy in our language? So with that said, I wanted to introduce y'all credential-wise and, you know, I want everybody to know how valid these conversations are and how important they are to me because mm -hmm. I just want to lead by example, you know? And um, again, with, with, with Tajay, with you, I've been calling you and through, I, you know, I'll be talking to him about things that are going on in my life that trigger me. You know, it's a conscious thing. I'm like, man, and what's been triggering me, a trigger is when people talk about me publicly, it invokes the thoughts about them specifically. And then I talk about figuring out, like, I feel a certain way and I have to think about it. And that's why I discuss certain things. You understand what I'm saying? And, and if I'm going to have this conversation about, okay, I'm being honest, I'm human. So if I'm not thinking about you at all, but you say something about me or tell a story about me in the past, or if you're using, you know, if, if, if this is going viral, something you said about me, well, of course, I'm, it's going to trigger me to talk about what was said about me or the context of it. So I, you know, I call you and I'd be like, yo, I don't know why, why, you know, and I, I don't, you know, it's not like I'm like really upset about it. It's just something I don't feel I should have to internalize. And I want people to understand how to deal with certain things. So that's why I do it publicly and full transparency. Like if, if, if something's going to go viral on someone else's platform about me, I'd rather it go viral on my own platform and I'll talk about me. And now that I have my own platform, again, I'll use YouTube to promote, but America knew my network is really where I want to be consistent and, and, and showcase that I can teach a lesson by entertainment as well, a, a new way. So with that said, now I'm going to listen to any questions y'all have for me. I've downloaded y'all about the things that have invoked even me to have to speak. And, uh, I'm down for whatever conversation y'all want to have. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I always, I'm always, you know, I always commend you on uh, coming up here and, you know, because there's a level of vulnerability that's involved with being on this stage. Mm. Um, I also give you props for having two therapists up here. <laughs> that I'm is, down uh, for it all. Just one therapist is scary to some, to a lot of people, and uh, two Caribbean ones at that. You know what I mean? 
But um, yeah, so shouts to you, you know, for that and respect, you know, because there's a lot of different levels um, to this healing process, you know, um, outside of just the expression of what's happening. Right. You know, it's, it's how it's being internalized, you know, what the intention is of the externalization um, and where you ultimately want it to go. There's a lot of different levels to that. And, um, you know, there's accountability there's self-analyzation, all of that, and you know these things that we've been working through this whole time. But the last interview that we had, you know, we addressed some of these issues that were going on, that were that you said in your own words were triggering. And um, before we even get into that, I just want to put a quick disclaimer out, you know, because I I've, I've been getting, especially lately, since we kind of went viral with the last interview, mm -hmm. so I've been getting hit up by a lot of different other you know other practitioners that are in the industry, you know, asking me questions like, well, you know, where's the, the, you know, the ethics involved in some of the, because he's doing this on television. And obviously we know with most sessions that we come across, there's confidentially, you know, confidentiality. This isn't a session, it's a conversation. No, no, exactly. Mm -hmm. But we have to put that disclaimer out because. No, but that's why I said it before. Yeah. I said it. Yeah. So, and, and I'm clear about it. No, but on our time. end, on our yeah. end. Oh, y'all ain't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. come from yeah. us. On, on, on our end, yeah. uh, they might see certain things that we. Everybody's going to try to hate, but y'all can't. Yeah. No one could tell me who to talk to. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm being real clear. This is not a therapy session. Absolutely. I'm having a conversation. So whether y'all say it, that's what it is. Yeah. I'm not I think, paying I think it's more so like because of our licenses, yeah, know, like ethically, it. we have to announce I, I, that I think this it's is gonna be something that y'all gonna be, it's gonna trigger y'all. It's gonna have PTSD. That, that's the purpose of America New for me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, so that we could do unobstructed, no judgment. People are always gonna judge. Mm -hmm. People are always gonna hate. So that's that thing when you have a dream Someone's always going to try to put a, a bad visual in your head, so that's what you see. But mm -hmm. if you focus on that, it manifests itself. Yeah. But if you know you're doing it right, this is what I know. No matter what, whenever you ask me about or someone says something about me and I address it, it's about my past, there's always going to be someone that's going to be like, I don't like, why can't he get over? You thought we talking about the past? I'm like, but I'm not even going to address you. I don't care. Mm -hmm. You know, I, it's my experience. I can say what I want. But if someone's saying something about me, it's all right for me to me to be able to speak back about it. Right. So, well, know, I know there were some issues that you wanted to address about some of these same things. Yeah. You know, that some of the things that were, you know, being said about you in the media. Yeah. You know, from people from your past that you've had relationships with. Yeah. Um, is, there, is there a place you want to start with that? Um, well... Like, I, again, I, 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 so I have, like, like, Nori's like my brother, you know? He is. And I, I have a lot of respect for him. You know, I, I put him in paid in full. And mm. I, I've always said that he should, you know, as, as well as be a rapper, he should try to have a TV show. You know, the podcast thing, you know, he called me, I'll jump on his show, even like if Def Jam was, was robbing him, um, you know, he'd tell the story. I'll go up there and make sure he is treated fairly, just for free. And I guess sometimes I expect a certain level 
of respect. And and I hear every time he speaks on me, they, you know, he says good things, but sometimes I think he asks questions so that people can say bad things. And and, and you know, but and it's all good. I know what he got to do. It's, it's it's part of the game. But my one thing is like I when when I'm on his show when I went. I just felt like he asked me every question under the sun about Lior. Mm. And he knows how I feel about Lior. And, you know, if I hear that Lior is going to be on his show, my expectation is he's going to ask him the, the, whatever the elephant in the room is because he does it to me, did it to Kanye, he does it to everybody. So when that man gets up there, I'm expecting some things to go viral because he has to ask, you know, how you feel about Damon calling you a culture vulture? How do you, how could you get on a radio station and say Damon doesn't exist? I got, I got people to feed. Um, <laughs> oh, I got a, I got a, I got a business to run. <laughs> You're gonna make Dame Dash take this clip and call you a culture vulture. Who's Dame Dash? You brought him up. I don't even know him. I don't even know him. So you bring him his name up. I don't even know him. So y'all made a lot of money together. Made a lot of Come money. Come on, Leo. Don't do that to him. I don't know him. I really don't. You know, if I'm making an accusation that Leo is robbing people at YouTube because he was robbing people, and that's my opinion based on my experience in the music business. And I'm like, yo, explain the CPM. Like, this is how you get paid. Like, I've, I've really asked the question so that people will ask that man when they get him on the camera. Like, explain why at YouTube you go collect money for a commercial, a CPM, and you tell a content creator, you're giving them between 4 and $2, and there's no transparency about how much you're making from the CPM. How come how come y'all not educating these content creators even about a CPM? Well, how come that question is not asked? So, you know, again, I, I love Nori, but if if if, if you're gonna ask one question and let him pivot and not really hammer down on him about it, and and then like, you know, and again, I, I'm not really looking at it. I'm just like, damn, I didn't even you know, people was telling me, like, damn, like, people ask me, like, how come he didn't ask this? How come he didn't ask that? He asked you everything. So I just wish Nori, when he gets a Leor Cohen and says that he's, like, necessary for the culture, at, at least ask him why he would get on a black or platform that caters to us and say I don't exist, how he could say that. Just defend me a little, the way I defended him. And I appreciate all the accolades he gives me. So I, he always is my brother, but when people say they love me, I, that shit don't feel like love to me. Has there been a time that you've seen for yourself that he's defended you? Um, like when when Irv said Dame's not relevant, or he definitely was like, nah, he is. Where does that sit with you? How does? I mean, I appreciate that. That's what I said. So yeah. I'm not saying that he's done everything bad, but you know, he did that before with Lior. Yeah. Let him on his show, and then I was really like, I had a conversation with him about like, yo, bro, how come you didn't ask him anything? It was like, oh, I'm gonna do a deal with him or something, and and he and he had reneged on the deal. I'm like, why? But again, I don't expect everybody to be me, 
And I try to look at it like, well, what would I do if I was him? But it's just sometimes I expect the same kind of effort that I made. And if you have an opportunity to pass a plug or whatever, pause. But there's no, he don't owe me nothing. You know what I mean? And he called me, he always checks in here and there. But my boundary now is like, it's hard for me to do a show. And yeah, he might have to come on my show, pause, because I'm like, because you, you know you're going get, to get me drunk, try to battle me, ask me every little question that can go viral, every elephant in the room. And But when this dude comes on, you're not going to ask him nothing. And I just don't see why y'all give him that much respect. Like, what, what did he do to deserve that much respect? One thing I noticed, the, the difference between you guys, because I've seen both of those interviews. Mm-hmm. And... Um, your interview, his interviews, because he's been on there a couple of times too. Mm-hmm. And um, the one difference that I can that I see in y'all personalities is the way you guys answer questions. Leo and I. Yes. Yeah. No yeah. one asks. I think it's the questions that are asked. Right. It dictates the way the questions are answered. Right. But so I, if somebody asks you a question and you pivot. Right. Right. But I think that also what plays a part in that because you're absolutely correct about that, but. What also plays a part in that is he, he, you just divulge your emotions. You know? I'm just truthful about no, no. what I feel. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're going to say that I don't exist, that's a lie. And if you're going to go on a platform that caters to my people, right. my culture, not your own, right. and try to erase my history, I think that's disrespectful to the people that you're in front of mm-hmm. and that they should check you. Like, if, if you're in front of... A, 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 or if you're on the radio with Charlemagne, which we listen to, right... And this man says, I don't exist, and I'm going to promote a bad uh, image of us because I got to eat, even though it's hurting people. On our platform, it just shows the, a blatant and flagrant amount of disrespect that he has. And it also means to me that before he got on the, on the, 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 the show, to me, just logically, he was like, yo, don't ask me but so many questions about Dane. Because mm. I think... As a as 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 a as a, a, a as a as a um someone that's meant to ask questions and and there's an elephant in the room mm-hmm. and there's a lot of things that I've said about Lior and a lot of things he said about me mm-hmm. and a lot of accusations I've made about him robbing our culture whether it's in YouTube or music I just think that's the time that those questions should be asked and if they're not they're intentionally not asked. Right. Now, again, he asked him a question about me, but didn't ask too much. So, of course, it's going to trigger a thought. I'm going to feel a certain kind of way, and then I have to rehash why I feel this way. Dude, dude. And then I have to call you and say, yo, this shit kind of bothers me, but I don't want to be bothered. I, I don't know how not to be bothered when someone says my name. This is the third time that you've um, quoted the same statement of him saying you don't exist. Yeah, I thought that was disrespectful. Okay. Take let's let's go a little further with that. The first time you heard that or saw that happen, what came up for you? I was like, this is a perfect example to me of what they do. They try to erase your history, but I don't know why the people that are in front of him don't press him. I just think asking the question and then say, oh, Damon's going to call you a culture vulture as opposed to you saying you sound like a culture vulture and not really pressing on like, yo, like to me, 
if he would get in front of me and say something about someone that's been important to my culture, I'm never going to let a man from another culture do that. So when Adam 22 said that Kanye shouldn't, you know, black people expect a certain, I was like, bro, you're not from the culture for you to say what black people want. Mm. Thing that black people want from Kanye is some sort of. But you're not of even black. How are you going to tell me with black people? Wait, time out. Stop right but there. He wants, he whoa, whoa, wants an whoa, whoa. For why wait, wait, so let's fucking mad at know, him, right? Hold on a second. Let's just rewind to a point you just made. I'm not even mad at him. I get why everybody but else is mad at him I know, because he's but, not making a good argument. But clearly, let's address this. You just said what black people want. That's what you just said. He's aware of what black people but, want from him that they're not. Wait getting. a second. Question. How crazy does it sound for a white man to tell a black man what black people want? Like, I'm not gonna let somebody do that. So I know everyone's not built like me, but I'm just not, I just, you know. When you say that though, you said you know that not everybody's built like you. Like they're not gonna address the elephant in the room right. with someone from another culture. But my thing is, if you're gonna address the elephant in the room with someone from our culture, then you have to address the elephant in the room with someone that's not from our culture. But when you just said, they're not built like you. Yeah. That's so why I call you. At the left, no, no, and we and we do talk about this. Yeah. But I want to make this, a, you know, I want to make this observation for people that are watching as well, because ultimately, we control us. We control how we respond. Mm -hmm. Okay. We can't always control what triggers us, but we can control how we react to those triggers. You know what I'm saying? So when you, you that statement, I know that these people are not built like me. That comes with a certain amount of awareness that you're admitting to yourself. Mm -hmm. that's, okay. why I, that's why so I forgive now, Nori every time. So now, the, <laughs> next, the next move is not on Nori. It's now on you. To do what? To, to say, okay, well, I can, I can express how this makes me feel, right? I think I did that just no, now. No, you did. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. You can say, I can express how I feel, mm -hmm. right? But there's an expectation that you're also putting on people that you're self-admitting are not built like you. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. So at what point do you say, you know what? All I can do is be comfortable in my truth. I've, I've only done that. That's all I live in that. That actual thing that you said is what I have abided by, which but, is why it doesn't make me so mad I could address it and I'm not going to internalize it. So do you I still, can admit when it bothers me. Do you still expect that from those people then? Yes. Why? Because I did it for them. Or, mm -hmm. or actually, I don't have that expectation, but it still disappoints me. You know? I so think that's what, you thing. know, I, I really don't have the expectation of him doing that. Like really pressing someone from, that's not from our culture with the elephant in the room. Mm -hmm. But it, it still is like, yo, you still said my name. So now, you, you know? I'm just curious as to how long ago did was this comment made mm. from Cohen? I don't uh, know. And and was this a few years ago? Possibly, probably, yeah. A few years ago. Yeah. And so for for all this time no one has addressed Have you heard about it? I'm asking. I don't I haven't heard about it. Mm. No. And so they just and they just honored this dude. Like Or addressed him about it. I'm talking about address Cohen directly about yeah. it. Okay, no one so. addressed him about that, but even something that was more disturbing in that interview mm -hmm. was the fact that he said, I got to eat. Or in our culture, based even if he knows someone's not doing the right thing, he's still going to give a visual of that, promote it, sell it, because his family got to eat. And he's not making, I don't see him doing that in his own culture. 
It so sounds that has, like I, that's problematic to me. And I know that you have to understand something. Um, the question that was asked was, are you the reason why Dame and Jay aren't cool? He's the person that told Jay, I'll do a deal with you with or without Dame Dash or Biggs. And he's the one that advised him based on what, what Steve Stout told me and based on what Irv Gotti told me that was like, yo, why would you split it three ways if you could just do it yourself? Did you see here? Did you hear his response to that question? Nah, I just heard about it, to be honest. I wanted to know what you thought about what he said, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell, tell you what he said. But not like, long question, but for hip-hop people, it always pops up that Leo is Leo the reason Jay-Z and Dame Dash is not together? Absolutely not. Okay. Let's just... Um, like, if Lior was the reason, mm -hmm. then they never were together in the first place. Mm. Okay? Right? right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mic drop. <laughs> When, uh, when Nori asked him that question, and the specific question for those who didn't watch it was, are you the reason why Dame and Jay split? His response to that question was, if Dame and Jay were really together, then I couldn't have been the reason that they split. Right. But I think he's right on that. But I do think there could have been more of an elaborate answer. Are you the one that showcased that? Did you give him the option? Did you push him, make him aware of what he could do and that what you would support? Did you give him the idea to do that? Did you violate and have meetings behind his back? So when that meeting happened, when Dane was yelling, who made that meeting? It's a tape of it and me being mad. That, those are questions I think should be asked and people want to know what's the elephant in the room. So why ignore it? You know, like, why wouldn't people ask that question? So that bothers me when Jay gets on an interview and when, when, when Leo gets on an interview and people are, don't ask the questions that they ask me. If you never ask me that question, I'm fine. But because y'all continuously ask me these questions, how come when they get on in front of a camera, y'all don't ask them? And if they give you, a, a, like, one little question to pivot, y'all just be pressing me. So, so I'm just like, give me the same, give them, you know, like, just make it fair. But either way, I want to know the answer because I can't get a fair one with them. I can't get a conversation. So I also kind of want to hear the answer. Like, I'm like, yo, no matter what. What's um, the exact question you want to ask him? What, exactly. Lior? What, how, what does, what, right now, my number one question with Lior would be how much... Do you does blue, blue does uh YouTube make from the CPMs and how much do you pay the content creators off the CPMs and how come there's no transparency? That would be what I would really want to know right now because all I really care about is what's going on now. Well, I've been hearing you talk about your past issues with him. Nah, I'm saying you know, you're not hearing what I'm saying. If Nori's going to ask me these questions mm -hmm. and trigger me to where I need to talk to other people, mm -hmm. then he needs to ask them the questions. That's what I'm saying. So you don't believe that the initial question that he asked him was a way to try to open that up? But then there was more questions that he could have asked, and I've seen him press. Uh, you know, I think there's, of the way Nori gets down, yes, I think there's way more to ask. So what about this? What about him calling you a culture vulture? What about the CPMs? He said it really openly. He said it. He said, Lior robbed us in music, in his opinion, 
I would ask him about that. I would run the tape, and then I'd be like, and he also said you're not transparent about the language of paying the content creators. I think those are the most important questions. I don't want to see our content creators get robbed. So what happens is, 20 years ago, when I said that things weren't being done right, no one listened. So that was 20 more years of people getting robbed. Why do we have to have so much damage before we even ask the questions? Why do you think he restricts himself with the continuing of asking questions and he doesn't with you? That's what I'd like to know. It's not for me to, like, again, I don't really try to... If that's what he's doing. I asked him those questions. I asked him that. He told me because he was going to get a bigger deal with him. So he that said... Was that, 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 that was, was the that last time. interview. Yeah, that, but so why do you think he... It makes, me he think, it makes me think they must... I don't know. I'm not... Again, like, for me... I don't really go too hard on why someone does what they do unless I've done something wrong to them. But when I've done nothing but fight for somebody, nothing but put them, put them in paid in full and, 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 and give them advice and fight for them when I didn't have to, I just feel that there should be a, a certain degree of respect. But I ain't gonna harp on it too much. It was just one of those things where I'm just like, yo, they said my name. So now I got to think about it for a second. And, you know, I'm like, yo, why y'all not asking them all these questions? But, but I think at the end of the day, our biggest concern should be the pay of the CP. Like, I, I have, I'm launching my, like, you got to remember something. I have new sneakers coming out. These are brand new. Not, I'm not talking about pro kids, 20 years. These are new socks. I was about to say, you got some socks. The, the socks, these are new. These, you know, I have a new network. These are new glasses. I have new projects with Freeway and other people that I don't even want to say yet. I have new books, new curriculum. Everything is new. I am really content with, with the trajectory of my dreams right now. My family is straight right now. I don't have too much time to be worried about these cats so much. But when they say certain things, I'm like, all right, I got to deal with it. Do you, when, when people ask you these questions, obviously this is a therapeutic-esque space. Like we where, got new books, talk? new curriculum, yeah. got, you know, new so, movies. So when, when, you're on these, when you're on these platforms mm -hmm. that are based in addressing things that the public wants to hear, whether it's controversy, whatever it is, I, do it, you feel, hold on, do you feel how you're so free to answer those questions on those platforms? Do you feel that plays a part in why people keep asking you these things? Yes, absolutely. 100%. Attitude determines approach, Dame. So it's like, listen, if we know we can approach him this way to get this response, then we know that this is the strategy that we have to use on him for the purposes of being able to hey. draw out of him and, and this that's going to be entertaining. I get it. So my question wasn't why they don't ask me. No, no, That's well, why they don't there's ask relevance them. here, though. No, but it is relevance because at the end of the day, no. you can't control what they ask you. But you can control how you answer them. Right. And which I will make them reevaluate and re-strategize how I, to come uh, at you. Okay, hold on. You've seen me answer that question 10 different ways. If I don't know you well enough, I shut that down. If I can't leverage that for something that's going to benefit me, I shut that down. I think you had if, an expectation. If, 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 wait, let me just finish. Yeah, that. go ahead. So there are times I like, like, like if they, if they Twan is interviewing me mm -hmm. and he asks me a question. So like even let's go back to Vlad. 
real quick. Let's rewind. Mm -hmm. His, the initial problem that Vlad really had, this is how we got into a problem. Yeah. When Jay, whatever that thing happened with Jay in the elevator, he literally called me to do an interview about that situation. Talking about the Beyonce sister and all that? Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, Vlad, I'm not doing an interview about Jay. Like, you're going to call me on a, and ask me to do an interview about that man? Like, what do you think I am? That's corny. And then I did an interview with the hip-hop motivator, Kenyatta, and in the middle of us talking about a lot of stuff, he asked about it. So I answered him and went viral. Vlad hits me on a Sunday like, yo, how you going to go on your platform and talk about that? And I asked you, I'm like, bro, I don't want to hear that shit, man. I'm with my kids on a Sunday. I'll see you when I see you. And he said, oh, I'm going to tell Complex that you just threatened. Actually, he called Kenyatta and was like, he just threatened me because I said I'm going to see you when I see you. I'm going to tell Complex and everyone else that he just threatened their number one, da-da-da-da-da. Like, basically told me he was going black, to try to blackball me. And he was all scared because I said, I'll see you when I see you. I didn't mean I'm going to do nothing to him. It was like, I don't care about this conversation. We'll talk about it when I get with you. Why well, was... So Just to play devil's advocate real uh -huh. quick. Okay. Mm -hmm. Why why was what's the difference between Vlad and what's the difference Kenyatta. between Vlad asking you that and Kenyatta asking you that? Vlad said I want to do an interview about that. Okay. I'm not gonna walk into an interview and that be the re like people like page six call me about Kanye and I'd be like, I'm not doing an interview about Kanye. You're not gonna that's not gonna be your point of entry. Pause. Right. Like that's Come on now, if we have a conversation about something and it comes up, I could dig it. Yeah. But I'm not going to get on you. you just literally telling me to go gossip about this cat. Do you understand why they're asking you that? I don't care why. I'm not no, doing no, no, it. Listen, I'm, I, I, I'm what I'm saying, I understand hold on, hold why. On, I'm asking you this. Hold on. Um, I'm asking you this as, as a reference to say, okay, they're asking you that not because of anything personal. Doesn't seem like that. You're not understanding my point. No, no, I, I don't. I don't, don't understand. I don't point. care why they're asking me. I don't think that they should be calling me on a Sunday because I didn't answer them, but, and then trying to tell me they're going to blackball me because of it. My question to you that's is: That's what I'm saying. When you know who you're dealing with, I don't care. I didn't. I didn't get mad at him. I'm not the one that's butt hurt. I don't talk about Blake. He talks about me. But you called him corny. Yeah, he's corny. He's talking about me. That's my reaction to him talking about me all the time. That's corny. Also, he tends to talk about our business. He's not from our culture. He tends to make people talk about illegal things that can get people in trouble. He tends to take advantage of people that haven't been in front of a camera forever, and they don't really understand the ramifications of those things. People tend to go to jail that have been interviewed by him and their friends. So I don't, for me, when he talks about me, if you, that makes me have to have an opinion on it. And obviously, he keeps bringing my name up to either do what someone from our culture does, does. And again, I don't want to talk about him too much because I don't want to give him that much of a platform. I was just referencing him. Like, the thing that you think is, like, I care about why they do what they do is just, this is the reason why I don't fuck with you them. Think, do you think that's why, what I'm thinking? No, no, this is what I'm saying. When yeah. you're asking the question, that's yeah. what I think. It's like, I don't... My point is, again, you're not going to get at me being from another culture... And tell me you're going to blackball me because I'm not going to do an interview about something that happened What made him feel so comfortable to say That's that? That's my point. That's what I was wondering. No. Because I think culturally they think that. Okay, so when I ask that question, I'm wondering 
Have you guys ever had a friendship or a relationship in the past before? Not like that. Have you guys worked together in the past in any capacity? And we've had conversations about why, again, like he would tell me his business model and I would, he'd interview me. So, you know, I, I just think based on what he does, his algorithm is he makes money off the dysfunction of our culture, not his own, period. Did you, did you know that before you did the interviews? What interviews? With like- the interviews oh, back that then? Did. Yeah. Um, nah, not to this extent. He wasn't doing it like that. But, you know, I didn't. That's why I was asking him his business model. I didn't know his business model. Mm. So once I knew his business model, that's when our kind of friendship ended as far as even giving him the access to me. So you do acknowledge that there was a friendship there, and there's you a reason call, why I'm What's asking. a friendship, really? Like, there was a respect as a journalist there, mm-hmm. but I didn't know that he was with all that bubblegum shit in that way. And then when I was seeing the way he was doing things, I was like, that's bubblegum shit. But it wasn't to the extent, like, he wasn't... His, his, his thing was to take his content and put it next to things that had a lot of content at the time. I don't know what he's doing now. And I said this, I don't want to reiterate it, mm-hmm. but I just found it to be, um, I didn't like it. But really what made the, us, he's the one that he threatened me. Or rather, he was mad at, and you could ask Kenyatta, but he called Kenyatta and was like, he said I threatened him. I'm like, just because I said I'll see you when I see you? Like, I'm not going to put myself in a position to get myself in, to put in jail over nobody, really. Mm-hmm. Would you say he's from our culture? Nah. Nah, right? I don't think so. I, I I think he's exploitive of our culture. Do you think it's a possibility that he really took it like when you say, yo, I'm going to see you? Because I know if I say that to somebody, they're going to think that. Whatever, man. He shouldn't have been calling me on a Sunday. I'm not so sensitive to that. I'm recognizing a pattern here, and you tell me if um, I'm, I, I'm observing correctly. Mm. Vlad, Nori, and some of these other names that you mentioned. There seems to be a theme around the title you've given them initially and then the expectation, mm. them not meeting that expectation and the relationship going left. And then I'm lying sometimes. And or, you're lying. Or, or what do you mean? Talk bad about me. Well, is that, ac- is that an accurate assumption that there's a pattern of relationships? I can't a title co- provided no, I think, and an expectations I, connected to those relationships. Yeah, the expectation is honor of all, at all yeah, the Yeah, you time. called Nori a brother. Honor at you, all times, yeah. You acknowledged a friendship to some capacity I, I don't at want some you to point. Ever, I don't want that to be misconstrued. Okay, so we can... Don't, let's so you want to reject that? Me and, and Flat were never friends. Okay, so no. let's reject that, we right? never We never hung out. We okay. never had any conversation other than journalistic. Okay, so you clarified that. So we'll yeah, reject like, that. Yeah, but no. there's still a like, pattern. I don't consider us friends. I don't consider, we, we never had any kind of, okay. I would never call him and ever tell him anything and have casual conversation. It was always for things to promote for me. A business or, partnership or, or a partnership. Or for me to understand a business model. Like, I'm like, how you make money? Like, Because I want to know how you making money off me if you're doing interviews with me. Okay. So I wanted to know what his business model was if he's interviewing me and how much access I should give him. So the truth still remains that there is title, an expectation that comes with that title. Like if you get into And a, then unsatisfied it, outcomes based on the expectations that you've given them, and so the relationship goes left. Like if I, if I order Uber and you're supposed to take me someplace and you don't take me to the right place, I'm not satisfied with that relationship. No, yeah. I think the difference, the difference in that relationship, 
between a company and a person because these are the boundaries that I, because I saw the same pattern. The pattern is, is that these boundaries are not being explicitly stated. Or maybe these, they don't they understand. They have been explicitly stated. Well, no, no, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is because your reaction to what Vlad did is very personal. What's my reaction been? It's been very, oh, well, you know what? He knows not that. It's he knows not no, it, it, it has not. That. It's every time he talks about me, I have I acknowledge it. So if he don't say a word about me, I never have to bring him up ever in life. Period. He keeps saying, asking people to like he asked Matt Hoffa. Like, so it, so it, what it, happens so, if he, he keeps, keeps talking, talking about you for the happens. next ten years? Nothing. It just, You're gonna do another I, addressing of every single time no, he addresses. I, I, I haven't done it every single time. No, I'm just curious. And I'm telling you, he's done it at least a hundred times, or maybe you know less or more. But I've only addressed it once, so I don't address it all the time. But it was like about time at that moment. Mm. So I don't deal with him every every day. Yeah. I, I just just referenced him and it turned into a whole conversation. Really, I was talking about you know Nori, and then also. You know, like, again, even with Memphis Bleak, he's on Nori's show, and he's given me the props I deserve. And, I, again, he's my brother, but sometimes his recollection of the memory, I don't remember what he remembers. So, like, when he was saying that he had a conversation with me and I was like, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, it's going to work out, and changed clothes, and he was like, nah, it's over. You know, I, that kind of conversation <laughs> never really happened between me and him. And at that point... The, the relationship was over. I was only going to change clothes uh, to that video. To, and if you see it, I promoted Armadale. I promoted Amer America Magazine. You know, me and, and Pharrell, you know, had a snap fight. And I was out. And, like, my only conversations with Bleak that I remember as far as, you know, he says we used to argue a lot. It was because I was always trying, I was always worried about his future. So the fact that he was always on Jay's show and never had his own, to me, I was like, yo, your future's going to be that they're only going to remember you for songs that you did before. I wanted him to stay relevant and be able to survive without being with Jay. And he always argued with me about that. And I'd be like, bro, you always on his show as a hype man. Why don't you do your own show and then open up for him and then come out? Like, you got to do your own thing. Or else, you know, 10, 20 years later... People, are, you're not going to ha like have a record out. You're, you're going to be, you know, you're not going to be doing what you love to do. You're going to retire at a really young age. Why and do you and think, I felt like that kind of happened. Yeah, why do you think those conversations became more so arguments and not so much a mentorship conversation or a partnership conversation where one person is inspiring the other. Do you think that your approach has anything to do with that? Possibly, but that was like an algorithm. Like, sometimes I might say something a certain way, and, I, you know, honestly, I was trying to help him, so it didn't bother me either way. So but you it, believe that because your intentions no, were pure? You. Okay. I was tell you. What I'm saying is sometimes I might say something, and because someone reacts a certain way, especially that time in my life, it would trigger maybe me to react a certain way. Mm. But again, like I was having a conversation with Tajay today and it was like an emotional conversation, but the context of what I was saying wasn't anything that was gonna hurt him. So it wasn't anything said that was disrespectful. Here's another expectation that mm. I'm seeing. The expectation that I'm seeing even now in this example is you saying, y'all know my heart, y'all know how I am. So it doesn't matter how my delivery is. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I sometimes react in the moment 
to how someone's reacting to me. So if I'm trying to help you and you telling me shit, like you might say something out of emotion because most men don't like constructive criticism. Right. It triggers them. So it may trigger him to talk louder, to cut me off, to start saying things that really I don't deserve to be said. And then I feel disrespected. And so then you I, respond. Yeah, that's how I respond. So and do you, and do you in, in the response, do you, do you expect them to be empathetic towards how they've offended you? Either way, I, I, I'm not really concerned. Like what I'm saying is why? But what I'm trying to say I don't is know. Why are you I'm not gonna concerned? tell you. I gotta tell you. So if you're in front of a train mm -hmm. and it's about to hit you, and I go, yo, you need to move, and you don't, you're gonna die. And I might say it a little more aggressive, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, if to save your life, I have to talk to you in a way, like to me, uh, then so be it. So again, sometimes you don't like the way your coach coaches you, but you still have enough respect to move on. And when you get to the Super Bowl, you happy. No disrespect to Bleak, mm -hmm. but I feel like I, I don't think he would not want to be still making current records and making a lot of money doing new records. You know, I didn't want him to be on a like a, a and no disrespect, but I don't, no one wants to be on the oldies but goodies tour. You want to be known for new shit. That's why you see how important it is for me to be able to stand on my own years later and still be able to do new stuff. I wasn't advising him to do anything that I wasn't doing for myself.